Hello everyone, welcome to The Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, and all the things it takes to help you live the highest quality, most fulfilling life. I am so excited to have a former client and uh, maybe sometime client coming in to visit me, Nori Oberlander. Hi, Hi how are Nori. you? I just want to let you know, Nori is spelled N-O-R-R-I and her last name, O-B-E-R-L-A-N-D-E-R. And you can find her on Facebook. She has a, a, a private group. Is it a closed group? It's a private group where you can request to join. Yeah. Yep. And it's Londonderry Keto Mom. So you can search for that. Um, she's a great resource. She's learned a ton um, on her own and working with me and with a fitness coach. So let, tell my readers a little bit about you. You're married, have kids. Yeah. So work. I live in Londonderry, New Hampshire. Um, I have two kids. I'm married. How old I, are the kids? Um, Andrea is seven and Shaden is four. Mm -hmm. And um, I run my family business. Um, I'm a landlady. Oh, okay. <laughs> and property management. Uh -huh. um, so life is definitely crazy on call 24 7. Um, my parents are from New York. I was raised in Bedford, New Hampshire. And um, I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited <laughs> to have you to share your, sh share your journey and maybe show our viewers a little bit about how how you reached out for help, found some help, mm. and um, really changed your life forever. Absolutely. So I, um, when I started searching for, for a coach, I would say, I, I have had eating issues all my life. I have had fluctuate and weight all my life, and I'm definitely a fixer by nature. <laughs> and I just always want to be proactive and, and, and not feel so out of control with eating. And I had seen psychiatrists. I have done any weight loss you know, plan you could ever imagine, Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem, Isogenics. I mean, I could name Jenny Craig ever since I was in high school. And I'm, I'm 36 years old now. And um, I actually started Googling life coach because I felt like I needed to cure myself of this yo-yo eating and this maybe what I thought was a food addiction because I just was so fed up. Um, my father was recently diagnosed um, with Alzheimer's, and I believe due to his uh, bad eating habits, uh, he has type 2 diabetes, which led to triple bypass surgery, which led to um, an Alzheimer's diagnosis. So um, my world flipped upside down because he was my coworker, my mentor, my best friend. I saw him more than anybody in my life because um, we worked together. He, was, he had all the knowledge of the business. He was, he was just so many things to me. And uh, when he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I ate myself to oblivion. I medicated myself through food, which is kind of a little psycho if you think about it, because um, I was doing to myself what he did to himself. Um, and I just knew at that point I was just like, I, I couldn't stand myself anymore. So when I searched life coach, I, I, your profile popped up on, on the internet and the minute I contacted you and we spoke over the phone, I knew you would be a perfect fit because you weren't taking my BS. <laughs> <laughs> and I needed somebody to be a little, you know, to guide me, but to, to show me what's real, what's fake, you know, to make me positive. Um, and I remember meeting you the first day and crying in your office because I was just a mess from the Alzheimer's diagnosis and 
from how I've treated my own body. Um, but you gave me hope on that first day. And, and you know, when it comes down to it, I think the, 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 the biggest thing in life is that I feel like if a genie came to me and gave me one wish, and that one wish would to be to emulate somebody's relationship with food in my life, not being in the medical field, um, not being in the fitness field, mm -hmm. I literally couldn't name one person I, that I would want to emulate. I think that, you know, health and, and, and eating badly and eating poorly is, is an epidemic amongst many women. And of, of course, some men, mm -hmm. but I don't think men are as vocal to me about it as women are. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I, there wasn't one person in my life I could emulate and say, wow, they have a great relationship with food unless they were in the fitness or health field. Mm -hmm. So to me, I think that's sad. I think a lot of people have this issue and that's why I started this, um, this Facebook page that was Londonderry Keto Moms, but now has blown up to not just Londonderry, 200 people have joined, so I mentor those people, but I, I make it apparent that I'm mentoring them um, emotionally. I have no medical degree, <laughs> but I really try to uh, help everybody because you have helped me. Mm -hmm. So to try to pass it on. Well, I think that's it's a it's a really good way to lock yourself into this new lifestyle. Um, and it and when you came into my office to see me, you were ready to tell the truth. Mm yourself I was just there to hear it so you were doing all the talking you weren't broken you were in pain yeah I was yeah yeah um, you were scared mm. definitely yeah. I didn't want to be a burden on my kids the way my parents had been on me yeah it's yeah. it's tough tough you were confused definitely <laughs> on 20 different diets <laughs> <laughs> You were blaming yourself. Mm. Definitely. And then we told a new story. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Not thank God. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Nori. <laughs> we worked together. We worked together as a team. And we, yeah. we just told a new story and said, wait a minute. I'm not broken. I'm ready to tell the truth. I'm ready to do the hard work. It's hard work anyway. I might as well do hard work that gets me to where I want to be. Right. Right? Because it was hard work being where you are. Totally hard work, yeah. Yeah. And I, the best thing of it all, you know, after losing 50 pounds is, is that I'm healthier. Um, but I feel like I have a plan for long term. I don't feel like this is another yo-yo. I feel like you help me with my habits and with my way of eating. You know, you help me with being positive in my mind and um, getting down to the root of why I was abusing food when I was abusing food, mm -hmm. you know? And of course you taught me that health is an emergency. You know, just because, I don't think a doctor does that. I think a doctor looks at me and sees that I'm 36 and all my blood numbers are good you know, everything's good. They tell you you're overweight, but they don't make it an emergency, you know? But what they don't tell you is that if you keep going this way, you're gonna end up a burden on your children. You're gonna have diseases. You know, type two diabetes runs in my family. Um, so I don't think they make it enough as an emergency as, as you made it for me. And uh, I always said, I'm healthy, I'm 36, I'm just overweight, you know? Um, but in reality, I, it, the path I was going on was gonna be a burden on my kids. And you made me realize that it's not what motivates you, it's what's your emergency. Mm -hmm. And what do you think about every day when you go to eat that candy bar? You mm -hmm. know, is, 
is that sabotaging your health? Is that gonna help your kids? You know, is that gonna make your kids take care of you when you're older? You know, mm -hmm. so I think that you help me in an overall, in every piece of the puzzle, um, which is what other diets didn't do for me. You know, when you do isogenics and you drink shakes, not only are you not full, but you're not helping the problems of habits, of um, health, of, you know, addiction, of, you know, all these different pieces of, you know, puzzle pieces that need to come together in order for you to succeed mm -hmm. for life. Um, I always do think I'll have eating issues, but I think that you've really given me tools for life. And that's what I'm so great, grateful for. Thank you for that acknowledgement. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think one of the th reasons why I see it as more urgent early on is because I understand that the brain has, the, the way we, we build habits is actually a, a chemical and a neurological change in our brains. Mm. And habits are, are built and established and laid down by practicing. So if I can get you to practice a new behavior consistently, you're rewiring your brain. That's when we tell ourselves that new story. We create the story of where we want to be. So we put ourselves there before we even know how it's going to play out. So I'm now a healthy person with a healthy relationship with food, and I'm there for my children through their graduation, through their wedding, and I'm there to continue to be part of the business and mentor the next generation. Um, so all those habits are getting laid down, laid down and practiced. We don't see it until it's too late when, when the system fails, when we, the, the, the grooves are just too deep in, right. the, in the other direction. Right. So, I also think my parents are conditioned to say it's hereditary, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that, I've learned that it's, I mean, I'm sure there's some part of it that's hereditary. But, you know, I used to sit down with my father and he'd load up on the carbs and sugar. And I used, to, I used to cry to him and say, Dad, please, like, you're basically killing yourself. And he would be like, what a wonderful way to die, mm -hmm. you know. But it's so interesting that he always talked about how he would just die, you know. And I, you know, in a business, you talk about, God forbid, something happens to me every day. Mm -hmm. So we talked about death a lot because I had to step in if, God forbid, something happened to him. But we never discussed what if he had Alzheimer's, never. I mean, this man was an engineer, the smartest man I knew. And then he just turned into a seven-year-old, you know? So it's just, um, it's shocking to see how much you can abuse your own body um, to become, you know, diseased. And um, it's just, it's sad, but I guess I'm gonna learn from it. And, uh, and you know, one time my lawyer said, look, there's nobody else. You don't have a backup, so you better get healthy. And I was like, whoa, that, <laughs> that was like a slap in the face because I'm a businesswoman. Yeah. And he's right. If I drop dead tomorrow, who's going to take over the business for the family? Like all that my father worked for, all that he killed himself for will be nothing because I don't have a backup. Mm -hmm. So that, that slapped me in the face too. <laughs> so really getting in touch with your purpose, your why, the greater thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the, the, the connection with, I don't know, is it spiritual? What do you call that? That why, that greater purpose? I don't know. I think that, yeah, I think that people that motivate themselves because they have to get into a dress at a wedding is not like, you know, first of all, it's short term. It doesn't last. And yeah. that's not what motivates me. I think that making this an emergency is, is really like what motivated me to um, get healthy. Yeah. Thank God.
<laughs> so everyone's different. Every, every person's approach to nutrition and what they need is different. We're mm -hmm. all very unique. So I want to I wanna, um, say that up front and want to also say to the, to the audience that this is not um, giving medical advice or nursing advice or nutrition advice to you specifically, but I am curious to hear what worked for you. What was working for you in your choices with food? So I was introduced to like the keto lifestyle and keto means um, it's a low carb way of life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, no sugar, no carbs. And the only carbs that I'm eating are through my leafy vegetables or, or whatever, but and, no starches. And, and just a, a little medical um, definition. So ketogenic just means that you're converting um, fat to fuel. So your, your liver is able to convert stored fat to fuel. That's all that means. So keto just means fat burner versus sugar burner. Right. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I think so tell keto, me a little bit about what your, what your day would look like. Well, so I think the keto lifestyle is great for somebody who has food addiction issues, you know, um, I think that by lowering my carb and sugar intake, it, it stopped my cravings. Now, did it fully stop my cravings? No, everybody mm -hmm. wants a candy bar, you mm -hmm. know, but it taught me that if I'm really going to eat a candy bar or a piece of cake, it better be some quality <laughs> cake. And in life, when do we ever come across quality cake? It's very rare. Mm -hmm. So now at every birthday party I go to, I say no to the pizza. It's not quality, mm -hmm. you know? One time I said, yes, it was Pizzeria Uno, like deep dish. <laughs> um, and then I always say no to the cake. It's like grocery store cake. You know, it's not like gourmet, you know, cake. So it, it, it's opened my eyes to realize that you don't come up, you know, across a lot of quality, you know, delicious food, you know, and that's, that's nice. I think that's nice. <laughs> um, but uh, my, my daily intake was basically, um, I did intermittent fasting in addition to the keto lifestyle. Can you define what that is for you? So it, I, I've learned that it's all about, you know, less insulin spikes throughout the day and, and really kind of helping your metabolism. So why is insulin important? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, well I am not a doctor, but I know that every time you spike your insulin, you are kind of um, negatively affecting your metabolism. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. So <laughs> when your insulin spot, when you have excess sugar, you make excess insulin or enough insulin to to manage that sugar, but insulin is a hormone, a fat storing hormone and a hunger hormone. Mm. So those are the the effects of it. So by your, your, when you say intermittent fasting, what timing were you using? So I do 18-6, which means I fast for 18 hours and I eat in a six-hour window. Um, and it took me time to build up to that. Um, so I eat my lunch at 1 and my dinner at 6 around those times. And um, I make sure when I sit down, I eat a protein, a healthy fat, and vegetables. Um, I think that a lot of people have negative thoughts about keto because sometimes keto is abused. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's think of as like Atkins, you go through the drive through you, you know, you eat, you know, I eat more healthy keto, you know. So you're not eating tons of dairy or tons of... No, I, to me, dairy is a yellow light. So like everything in my head is red, yellow, green. Oh. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think dairy is a yellow light. I don't think it should be abused, you know, but I, I think that it's nice to have some pleasure from it. But, but I don't eat um, shredded, 
you know, mozzarella because they have flour, there's white flour in that. I shred mm-hmm. my own mm-hmm. fresh mozzarella, you know, and I make it a treat on my salad. I don't like abuse it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, green light to me is like green vegetables. A lot. I love vegetables. I mean, I could eat and no starches or anything like that. But um, occasionally you have a, uh, an indulgence, though. I do. And it's not, you know, sometimes it's planned. For example, one time I went to the Bedford Village Inn yeah, and I yeah. knew a chocolatier made this dessert and it was so quality. And I decided I'm going to have it. But if I'm going to have it. I need to spend the next week weaning off of it, mm-hmm. you know, because it's going to give me that sugar rush that I haven't had in so long. So one, when I ate it, I felt high. <laughs> I actually maybe didn't feel that good because my body was so used to not having sugar. So you noticed it. It, it, it happened. Oh, my God. You just couldn't I notice, notice it. it I felt like literally like whacked out. I felt like <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. Um, and then the next day it was tough. You know, it was tough to wean myself back off of that chocolate dessert. Um, but if you commit to weaning off of it for the next week, I feel like that was a controlled cheat that I really enjoyed and it was worth it, quality. But mm-hmm. again, how many times a month you come across quality? You really don't. But mm-hmm. um, and, and I could say no. I mean, like even like the bread in the aisle of the grocery store is so gross to me now. Yeah. Like it's so processed. You know, how often do you come across homemade, delicious bread? You don't. And if you do once a month, then like you decide whether that's, you know, for you or not. But again, you got to wean yourself back off of it. So is it worth the work? Uh You know, so I kind of just changed my mentality on like the way I look at food, like even ice cream. I'm not going to Dairy Queen. If I'm going to get ice cream, I'm going to get some homemade, delicious ice cream, but I'm not going to do it every month. I'm going to do it if it's in my face and I make the decision, like, fine. You know, I think life is about balance, but I have to wean myself back off of it, you know? Uh Even like fruit, let's say. I haven't eaten fruit in 11 months. (laughs) I mean, I probably, I think once I ate watermelon, it was, it was really sweet, like almost too sweet, which is kind of weird for me yeah. um, because I would hoard myself on watermelon and on Weight Watchers, it was zero points. And I'm like, Whoa, you yeah, know, yeah. but no, there's, there's definitely a lot of sugar in watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I would say to myself self is if I'm going to cheat and eat some watermelon, the, my body's going to crave that much sugar for the rest of the day. You know, like my goal is to flatline my sugar every day so I don't crave and crave and crave like an addict. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want, I want to be in control. I don't want the food to be in control. And when I'm in control, I feel elated. I just feel like so happy that like I found this way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I become out of control, I, I feel like I'm yearning to get back into control. So um, it definitely is a balance, but what I th- what I love hearing too is there, there's no blame in this. Like you recognize that the chemical change from the food ha- is what is causing the craving, not that there's anything wrong with you. That your body's just doing what it does, what bodies do. And that's amazing that you've taught me because I've always blamed myself when like my sisters are size zero. Like why don't they have these food issues? You know, mm-hmm. like we all have a childhood and. And I, when I stress, I eat, you mm-hmm. know, and I love food. Like, I'm just going to admit it, you know, but you're right. Like, I, I think you've also taught me to have a positive mind. Like when I'm working out in front of the mirror, 
Like, I should say how far I've come, not like you're fat blob, keep going, you know? None of that's going to help you. Right. Like, I do feel like, you know, positivity and, you know, having goals and keep, keep going forward and one day at a time. Actually, you taught me one meal at a time. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people say, oh, I'll start the diet on Monday. I'll start the diet on Monday. Like, no, like if I have a bad night, just start the, the next meal. It's like, okay, just one day at a time because your stress levels are going to go up and down based on your life. Speaking of stress, um, how have you tied that in? Because I know that's come up for us as far as the impact stress has on wanting or needing to eat um, Mm. and the impact on your insulin as well. What did you learn about that? So So I guess before I met you, I was an all or nothing type person. I was like, you have to work out four days a week or don't work out, a, work out at all. Okay. Um, now, during like my 50-pound weight loss, I worked out twice a week. Um, and I would sprinkle in a third one if I could. If I couldn't, I wouldn't make it the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And like that, that is so different from what I've been in my past. Um, and I've enjoyed it. Like my mom's like, do you dread working? Like, no. Like I like look forward to it because it de-stresses me. It's almost like I'm not going out to run. Let's call it jog. <laughs> I'm not going out to jog to move the scale. The scale would be nice to move. I'm really going to like clear my head and to like get my anxiety down. Um, and less sugar has helped my anxiety go down also. Thank oh, you, God. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I think that, you know, obviously working out de-stresses you, um, music de-stresses me. Mm-hmm. The only alone time I have in my life is in my car when I'm driving. So I've, I've chosen not to call anybody during those times. I've chosen to make it me time and put on amazing music that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love to dance. So I've tried to, um, book some sessions of, of some hip-hop dancing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, nobody has time for that. But I'm making time for it because I I have to for my own happiness, for my own, you know, my own well-being. You've also taught me that, like, this is not just about a number on the scale. That you've really taught me is, like, I actually could care less about the scale now. I mean, I care. I look at it as one out of ten ways to measure myself. Mm -hmm. But like my visceral fat, I think is very important in my life that when that goes down, I am like ecstatic. That's the fat around your organs. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's what causes diabetes and and cancers and um, all that awful stuff. But, and that's where I carry my weight, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've had two babies and um, I just, I want to be healthy and therefore I, I need to get my visceral fat down. So the visceral fat measurement on your in-body scale has really helped me also. It's also nice to see how much muscle I have. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of women don't realize how much muscle they have. Yeah. And so they're so focused on the number and what your BMI chart should be. Right. Um, but you've taught me that I'm a muscular you are. Woman. You're dead. <laughs> yes. And I, li- I like that. Like, I like being a beast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy with my muscle, you know, but I, uh, of course, I still want to work on my visceral fat. Um, you've, you've taken measurements of me. Um, so it's nice to see that the scale is really one of 10 things to measure. Yeah. And you don't have to be so hyper-focused on it, but, like, it's nice to see you know, one of my scales that I have says that I'm metabolically 39 and I'm 36 and mm-hmm. that motivates me. <laughs> like, don't give me four years, oh, three years, I can't even yeah. do math. Like, don't give me more years than what I am. 
Yeah. That makes me mad. <laughs> so that motivates me too. So it's nice to have all different motivators, not just like the scale number. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love that you're seeing exercise as one of your tools to manage your stress and mm. create some balance and that you're creating time. So many people go to the gym and they, uh, they, they work out and then they deserve something, mm. a food. I've never, yes. Yeah, and you're, you're so beyond that that you're really seeing it as, um, uh, as your um, stress management, but also just you're creating more um, flexibility and movement, the way you move now. Mm. Like I've seen you on, on Facebook with videos of you running, and I'm like, Nori, oh my gosh, there's no way you could have done that with 50 pounds on you. No yeah. way. And like even walking up the stairs is just an, just nice to yeah. walk up the stairs and not be like out of breath, you know? And those are the things I like to measure because yeah. they're the things that matter, that mean something. Right. Yeah. Even like crossing my legs or tying my shoe. Yeah. You know, that's all like the visceral fat that gets in the way. Or that feeling when you can sit on a chair and put your feet up and like pull a blanket up and have so be like, like a little kid on the couch, <laughs> right? Yeah. And sit Indian style on yeah. the floor. Yeah. 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 I'm doing that with my kids a lot. So yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Even like carrying my kids, you know, I have my seven-year-old, I carry her, no problem. Yeah. You know what I do? This is crazy. I put my husband on my back <laughs> and I uh, leg press him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like I show my kids that health is important, that strength is important, you know, and I make them laugh when I put daddy on my back. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. You know, I have five kids and now grandkids and I learned, and you'll see this too, that they don't listen. They do when they're little a little bit, but then they stop listening. But mm. they never stop watching. Mm, that's so interesting, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they so see you running. And what you're doing for your family is like that ripple effect. And then you've created this community of people around you, and it just happened organically. And you, you're a leader by nature. It's who you are. Yeah. And then to say... I'm, uh, hello world, this is now me, my new life, the old life that's gone. Yeah. I own this. And am I going to struggle? Yes. Am I going to skin my knees sometimes? Yes. But guess what? I'm never going back. I'm always going to get back up. And I'm here for you. Yeah. That's it's so amazing. The people on the page, they can't figure out that I don't charge money. But like I, by helping them, they're helping me, you yeah. know? And yeah. I, I even get down to the nitty gritty. Like, why is your goal weight your goal weight? And is that from high school? You know, like, what do you, you, you're sitting here killing yourself trying to lose more weight, but why aren't you happy with where you're at, you know? So it's funny, it's interesting, not funny, to see, you know, how many different issues there are amongst all the women on the yeah. page. and. And yeah, I just okay. work hard. I just yeah. don't want them to have an addiction like I did, or, or or will always do, but managing it properly. I don't. I don't want them to be so negative and down on themselves, mm -hmm. you know. And um, I just feel like if I could succeed, they can succeed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we have about a minute left or two, so I wanted to wrap up the show. And I usually ask my guests, what are the top three things it takes for you day to day to be totally well? I think one is treating my, you know, my motivation as an emergency. I think that it gives me more sense of urgency, like, you know, that when I'm going to, when I want to be bad, you know, I look at it as more of a medical emergency and not just a motivation. Mm -hmm. I think two is being positive. I think negativity can really just make you sick. Yeah. And I think that when I work out, I, I like, 
picture that negative comment coming into my head and then I punch it in the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I really have that visual punching it in the face. Okay, so could just like leave, you know, like I don't have room for negativity in my life and it just brings me down. Yeah. And you know, I've come a long way. I want to keep going, but I, I have to stay positive in order to live in this life. And um, three, I would say, you know, I think it's important to research food, especially processed food and what it does to you. You know, research disease and how it's caused. You know, get the right doctors on your side and the right support system. I have a trainer. Thank you, God. I have you. Thank you, God. <laughs> um, I have a support system through my friends, you know? I don't I don't hang out with people that represent gluttony. You know, I hang out with people and, and that- And you've created a tribe now. Yes, yes, and I, I don't hang out with food pushers anymore. I don't, you know, I think that you have to be positive and surround yourself with positivity, but also do your research so you know how to get past your food addiction if you have one. Mm -hmm. Well, that is really beautiful. I'm so proud of you oh, and so honored to be you. in your circle. <laughs> and um, thank you for sharing your story and really getting vulner vulnerable today because it's not uh, easy to do. So yes. All I can do is be real, but yeah. I thank you for everything. You, well, you, you changed welcome. my life. <laughs> well, I love you to pieces. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs>